Welcome to Destination Marriage, a podcast about successfully navigating the winding roads of marriage. Whether you are looking to get married, you are engaged, newly married, or have been married for years, we want to share with you how we have successfully navigated those winding roads over the past 18 plus years. Join us on this journey as we discuss real life experiences, both highs and lows, and what we have learned along the way. Happiness, grace, passion are some of the things we all strive for in marriage, and we invite you to take this journey with us. Welcome to Destination Marriage. Welcome to episode 15 of Destination Marriage. I'm Jackie. And I'm Tommy. And we're thrilled to have you join us on this journey today. If you're following us on Instagram, then you probably already noticed that we just celebrated our 19th wedding anniversary. Can you believe it's been 19 years? I, mean, I, I love every one of them, baby. It's, it is, it's, it's kind of every year. It's crazy. Like when we say, wow, we've been 19 years, we've been married. That's, that's, and when we say it out loud to people, they're like, really? Wow. Yeah. But, um, you know, 19 years is kind of one of those, I mean, we, you know, the whole purpose of today's episode is really talk about, you know, the value of celebrating anniversary every year. But 19 is one of those kind of like trap years where it's like when you're, when you turn 18, everybody mm -hmm. cares. When you turn 19, nobody cares. And then when you turn 21, it's like a big deal again. So like 19 and 20 are kind of like, eh, but Wait, I know uh, 20 is kind of a big deal it is for anniversary. Big for anniversary, but oh. I think this is an age, like, nobody really cares when you turn 19, yeah. you know? But we care about our anniversary I mean, it's still a huge accomplishment. I know, but it's kind of a, a one-off number, uh, yeah, but still. Yeah, it's a random. But, 19 uh, years is still, that's a lot of effort. It's a lot of work, and uh, 19 years, It I is. Think, worth being celebrated. <laughs> Every year is worth being celebrated, baby. Well, if you know us personally, you know that we always make a point to plan something special each and every year. Absolutely. So in today's episode, we figured we would talk about one, our recent trip mm -hmm. that we just took for our anniversary, yeah. and then shift towards kind of more the bigger picture and talk about why we believe celebrating your anniversary every year, as well as other seemingly small achievements or milestone, really is a, just a fantastic idea for your marriage. Yeah. So when we initially started talking about this year's anniversary getaway, we always kind of sit down, talk about where we want to go, what we want to do. We were trying to gauge where we could actually go right. this year. I mean, in the midst of COVID, kind of limited as far as, you know, the restrictions that everyone has in place. But, you know, what else is going to offer all of the things that we typically like to enjoy during our anniversary trips? Right. You know? So we were... Just for, for the, everyone listening, if you haven't really, if you're thinking about traveling, especially overseas, like maybe to the Caribbean, if you're on the East Coast or, mm -hmm. you know, Mexico, things like that, really go to each of those countries' sites because we were, yeah. we like to get away for a long weekend to the Caribbean if we can. Yes. So we started doing some research and... It we, ended up being, it were some more of Some like places like Cayman are still closed. Yeah. Completely. Turks opened up and, and I went on the site and it's like a laundry list of, of requirements. So just a heads up guys, like there's things like potential quarantines, you're, you're going to be checked, you have to get a certified US certified uh, like COVID lab COVID testing. testing place right. and have certification that you, you know, you tested negative. Mm -hmm. you and the time frame is different too. I think I think for Turks, you needed to have your results seven or eight days before yeah, landing. Yeah, some places they're like within three days of yeah. the trip. A lot of countries are actually requiring third-party trip insurance, which adds a lot of cost. Mm -hmm. um, so just 
we were just like, you know what? Yeah, let's just not fly to this another country. This is just not the year for that. Right. Plus all the air air travel, you know, stuff going on. I know a lot of people mm -hmm. are traveling just fine, but for us, we're like, we want to go on a relaxing trip. Right. And Grand <laughs> Cayman's just like, yeah, we we don't want anybody coming to our island this we year. We don't need anybody. We're, <laughs> Stay we're home. fine. So, so what did we decide to do, baby? So when, like I said, when we started looking at everything, um, I don't honestly remember how it popped up, but just in my search, I think Charleston had popped up as suggested when I was looking up just places that we could easily maybe get to sure. without having to hop on a plane. Um, Cause that's the other thing. So like when you're on a plane, you've got to wear a mask the whole time. I'm fine wearing a mask in the store, but I probably will suffocate or just, I don't know. It feels very claustrophobic wearing a mask for, four, five, six hours on a plane. So um, Charleston popped up. We've never been, and we're on the East Coast here, so we looked at, you know, just kind of the window of time we would need to actually get there without being pressed for time. Right. Um, and luckily we have family nearby to provide that added support as far as watching the kids. But um, we decided to make a road trip instead, and we yeah. drove down to Charleston, and it was... It's really not bad. It was six and a half, seven hours. Which yeah, is leave, I think leave mid morning, got there late afternoon. Yeah, it was like maybe a little over six hours. It wasn't bad. Smooth, easy trip, no tolls. That was nice too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Not like going to the Northeast. Oh, yeah, right. we were we looked at like the Northeast, and we you know Jersey, New York. They're talking about like quarantining people. Yeah, come and a lot of the and, restaurants weren't really offering yeah. the same type of service. A lot of it was still you know in a takeout situation, and we really did want to be able to kind of explore outdoors right. we like to be out you know kind of seeing the sights and you know enjoying delicious food so anyways charleston was our option yeah. and we chose and we we're so thrilled that we chose charleston yeah it ended I mean, up being just a perfect trip it was amazing the only thing we were worried about going into it was you know middle of august yes we knew that, the heat. that not that hey we've been in the south we're in southeast virginia and the humidity and heat here for the last month has been like 100%. over 100, 100 percent, 100 degrees. <laughs> so it couldn't get any worse as right. far as that, well, that was concerned. But it was actually there, there's always there was a nice breeze most of the time mm -hmm. off the off the water. I, I was, was surprised. I was kind of surprised it was. It felt a lot cooler than it did here in Virginia. Mm -hmm. It really did. It was actually for us. It was much cooler. Now, if you're coming <laughs> from the north, it may still be sweltering right. for you. But it actually felt really nice. Um, so we looked at different places to stay. We actually considered doing an Airbnb for a while and we thought, oh, maybe, you know, because there's a lot of really cute, unique, mm -hmm. you know, historical spots that you can rent as an Airbnb. Um, but, you know, again, when we were looking at everything, there weren't as many um, Airbnb options still available in the location we wanted to be because we wanted to be able to bike and kind of walk everywhere right. with ease. Um, but we found a fantastic hotel. Yeah. And, um, if you guys are interested in going to Charleston, we would highly recommend. It's called The Spectator. Um, you actually get butler service, and it's in the French Quarter. It is down, which is kind of the, as you know, as locals go, it's kind of the touristy section of Charleston, but it's doesn't feel very touristy. It's, well, you can easily get to the neighborhood still from yeah, there. They're, yeah, they're you know five minute walk away. Mm -hmm. It's everything's very if compressed that. there. Yeah, yeah. So it's but it's it's in a beautiful spot. It's a couple blocks from the water. Um, you know, and even with the COVID stuff, they're all complying with local regulations, but there mm -hmm. was nothing obnoxious about it. Like you hear some stories, you know, everybody was pretty straightforward and just kind of wearing your mask. And mm -hmm. other than that, it was really pretty, you know, some of the hands, you know, hands freeze type stuff, but everything was great. They yeah. did great service. It's um, a really nice boutique hotel. Mm -hmm. um, Not very big. Not very big, you know, so definitely boutique. There's really nothing, no, I don't think there's any huge hotels in Charleston, right? No, I mean, there's a few like, 
main or major hotel names that maybe you would recognize. Yeah, but, but everything has a boutique type feel because it's in yeah. old historical buildings and things right. like that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is they offer bikes, so we were able to mm -hmm. just you know sign up for a bike for the next day, um, and that was great because that's really kind of the way you want to get around. I mean, they mm -hmm. have horse-drawn carriages, but I kind of st wanted to stay away from that. Um, There's so, a lot of horse-drawn carriages. Oh, there were a lot of them. I mean, I would watch where you step sometimes. There <laughs> <laughs> might step in that. So we'd always heard that Charleston was a foodie town, and yeah. it lived up to that expectation. And we've, been, we've yeah. been to some places with amazing food, but this was by far. We've been to some, you know, not saying that we've had the best meal in Charleston, but we didn't go to a, we didn't have a, a bad meal down there. There was, was no consistently meal. Consistently delicious. Yeah, like not just consistently okay. Like every single meal we had was phenomenal. Yeah. It was, the drinks, the food. Yeah. The service. Yep. The service was great too. Yeah. Now it's also all, <laughs> a little bit light on travel with the tourists, so that was nice for us probably because you know. Oh, I, I didn't mind that. Yeah, it would, you know, no problems there, right? Like right. I don't like it when things immediate are Immediate service. We didn't wait at any restaurant. We yeah. just sat, got sat immediately every place we went. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. So what was your, what was your favorite Yeah, so actually, no, maybe we should tell everyone meal. to stay home so we can go. Yeah, don't go to Charleston <laughs> next next time we want to go. <laughs> what were you going to ask me? The best restaurant? Yeah, what was your favorite meal? Oh, um, gosh, that's kind of tough. I, I think, I think we kind of have probably lean towards one of the restaurants the most because I think we wanted to go there a second time. Yes. That's usually a tell that yeah. that's the favorite. That, I, um, I stand corrected. We did. We had one place we, we got turned. We didn't get turned away. It was just a really long away. wait the last day we went. Yeah. Um, 167 Raw. 167 Raw. Oh if you my guys gosh. ever go, we were recommended that place from the butler. Yeah. The butler he said the it's even a place that like locals go. Mm -hmm. And we went over there and they had, oh, what was that? It oh. was a uh, swordfish uh, Reuben. Swordfish Reuben, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, it was delicious. And Which your lobster roll really, was amazing. My lobster roll was delicious. And their oysters were good because they had this, um, no, I can't mignette think of sauce. Oh, a mignette yeah. sauce. Was... That literally, and I've had mignette sauce plenty of other places. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't even know. Who knows? Potato, potato. <laughs> but it was so good if you like oysters. Um, but that sandwich, even though it sounds kind of interesting and unique. Oh, it was perfect. It was I, amazing. I was actually quite disappointed when we went back and it was like an hour wait at like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. We were like, yeah, not if, if you go to 167 Raw, order the Swordfish Reuben. I think, I think it would say a pastrami swordfish, oh, something like that. But it's basically, it, it doesn't say Reuben on the menu. Oh, it does but it, it, You can't miss it. It's one of their, like, they only have a, a handful of entrees and that was one. Basically, it's dressed like a Reuben sandwich. It is, exactly. So it has like the sauerkraut, it has the cheese, um, oh, but amazing. of course it's, it's a swordfish. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, it was delicious. So next time right. we go, the first place we're going is there to get that sandwich. <laughs> but remember, I think one of our second favorite meals mm -hmm. was when we went to 167 and we, we walked away, we went to Husk. We were able to get into Husk. That's right. And it's which in an old historic, like three-story kind of mansion. Beautiful home. Beautiful home. Mm -hmm. um, you can see all these pictures. We got a bunch of these pictures up on our Instagram, so we encourage yeah. you to you know to visit if you wanted to. see. I'm going to share because I don't think I shared everything. Of, I didn't yeah. want to like spam everybody with all of our you know <laughs> every step through Charleston. But I'm going to go ahead and add all of that. That way, you guys can go to our Instagram page, actually look, and I'll link it so you can actually go on their Instagram page if you're headed to Charleston. Um, but Husk was amazing and we actually lucked out with the table because you do need a reservation. Yeah, we went a little bit later at night and they cleared out so we got kind of that second wave and we were able to get in and mm -hmm. man the food was good. It was so good. 
Um, what did you order there, though? Uh, man, I don't even remember now. Did you snapper? I might I have had a had snapper. Yeah, you had a I pork. Had the pork. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, so we did get. Now we I'm had, hungry. I know, right? We did have one kind of crap afternoon weather-wise. It was one of those. Weather-wise. One of those storms that like just summer storm appears that just out of going. nowhere, but it didn't move. A lot of these storms move through quickly in, in the coast, but this one just like sat over Charleston covered. for like three hours. So we just drank the afternoon away at five, was it Five Church Street? Yeah, Five Church Street. Which is an old had... church that they converted into a restaurant. And what's cool about it, um, if you look on the ceiling, they've mm -hmm. got the entire book, uh, the, the Art, Art of, of War. War written in, in, I don't know if it was painted or what, but uh, really slick looking. But I think someone sat up there and they literally Yeah, there was an artist right. that did it. The entire, all no, of the- I, I don't know that. I'm no, they did. They, yeah, they, they, oh. they talked about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we had great drinks there, great food, and we didn't feel like running through a monsoon to get back to the hotel, even though it was only a couple blocks away. Yeah. But just a great, great location. What other places, babe? Um, so some of the other places that we went to um, included the Darling Oyster Bar, yep. which was really cute. I mean, the oysters were cute. Um, again, it wasn't that busy. I almost think that probably the energy would have been better there if it was a little bit more of a yeah. larger crowd. It was a very yeah, it was a quiet. Yeah, it was kind of quiet. Um, but I will say, the oysters were really good. We had like a seafood seafood tower. Mm -hmm. um, like a little mini one because it was just the two of us, of course. Um, we went to Muse. That was actually kind of we a had random. A great, yeah. Um, we didn't plan on going there. That was our first night there, there right? Sunday night when we yes. got there. And it everything was, closed early except for the Muse. Yeah, and we had great service. Our server was amazing. Yeah. The music was good. And again, um, it's in like this old house, one of these old historical houses. You mm -hmm. would walk right by it and not even realize if it didn't have a sign on there that it was a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good place. And that, you know, what was really good there was the, uh, the lamb, was it lamb? Lamb sausage. sausage? Yeah. Oh, that was, that was good. good. That was really good. Um, and what was fun about that was hmm. on our anniversary, they played Fly Me to the Moon. Yes, our same which is our song. song from our wedding. So yeah. we got to dance at the Muse on our anniversary. Yeah, and that was not planned, or was it? No. Yes, I pre-planned the randomly <laughs> going to that restaurant because I we couldn't get in the other place because <laughs> it was closed. Uh, um, I, I did. That's how smooth I am. <laughs> you are pretty smooth. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, the other place we went to, which is actually on Sullivan's Island, mm -hmm. that was really, I liked this place a lot. I actually yeah. shared a few pictures because the design in the interior it's is all kind over, of a, like It's all over places to go in Charleston. Yeah. And it does, it lives up to it. It really does. It's obstinate, called the Obstinate yeah, Daughter. The Obstinate Daughter. It was great. It was really good. Um, everything great was delicious. Yeah, the ambiance was good. The drinks were really good. We had this honey drink. I'll share that too because I know I took a picture of the actual cocktail. But I kind of wish that we maybe had had more time in Sullivan's Island. So like, I think next time what I'd like to do is maybe like one day stay in Sullivan's Island because basically you just ride up and down the island yeah, on little it's, golf carts. Yeah, it's a sleepy totally kind of beach town. Yeah, yeah. You know, a sundress, a golf cart, delicious food, <laughs> and a cocktail. Sign me up. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was great. You know, that's, I mean, kind of when we talk about the trip, you know, we could talk about the food kind of breaking it all down, but I think... Mm -hmm. For us, it's we always try to find a place where we can create memories. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be a lot of like crazy activity. Sometimes it is. Yeah. But if we can go to a place and have great food, we had some great workouts. We were able to run right along the water and go down to the battery park and mm -hmm. that um, was really nice. You know, so the yeah, as you can see 
you know, kind of when we ran through historical Charleston, really, right. really pretty, nice shade, even though it was mm -hmm. like 90 degrees out, so we were able to get some shade. But, but going early morning wasn't bad. Yeah, was, and if you're not familiar beautiful. with the Battery, it's south of Broad, and it's along the lower shores of the Charleston Peninsula, so you're running right along the, the water side there. The very southern tip of the city, yeah. It's really a pretty run. And then there's a little park there that you were, we were able to just kind of stop and then maybe do some other things like jumping squats or burpees or yep. whatever and kind of break up our workout but um that was really nice i like starting i like starting out our trips like with a morning workout anyways yep. then i don't feel so bad with all the food that i'm devouring the rest <laughs> of the day the extra thousands of calories that yeah. we consume yeah and then we you know we, we certainly took a lot of pictures and visited rainbow row which is very famous beautiful spot for for mm -hmm. some for pictures of very colorful couple streets but we just love that ambiance of kind Taking of peaceful in. and mm -hmm. calm and um, even though we're staying active it's not a lot of stress like right. we all, whenever we go on trips you know sometimes it's like oh my gosh what, like a Disney World trip yeah That's like stressful. I need a vacation from my vacation yeah like when we go on our anniversary trips we always try to make them actual getaways emotionally right. physically really refreshing mentally. yeah mm -hmm. like the whole thing and then you come back and you're like that was an amazing trip. Can we go back? Yeah, right? <laughs> but we're kind of intentional and purposeful about that. We don't yeah. want to come back and feel so stressed, you know, about like we had to check off this stuff. You know, like yeah. I remember when we used to go on family trips, like maybe like a beach type place, we would always be like, let's get up. We got to go, 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 go. We got to sign up for all these like yeah, excursions. Yeah, excursions and, and everything. Which the kids, you know, it's important. I know it's, it's, but for us, me and you, just on a trip like that, yeah, you know, Drink in hand, ocean in front of us. And we like to explore. The That's the thing. Yeah, like, we love to explore. I want to take in like the architecture. One of the things that right now we weren't really able to do just because a lot of them were closed due to COVID. Um, there's really tiny art galleries in Charleston, yeah. and when we go back, and you know if that changes here in the next you know six or seven months, and we're able to go down. Um, I thought it would be really nice to go through some of those art galleries. You could kind of peer in through the window, but there's just so many things that you could, while continuing to move your body, like mm -hmm. different things you could take in without that pressure. But when we did go on family trips, like a Disney World trip, we had to hit every ride and it was 105 degrees outside. And, you know, it's no just, thanks. <laughs> no thanks. those trips I was exhausted from coming home. <laughs> you know, one of the things we do, sometimes we do here locally, and this is always, this has worked out when we go to places is kind of almost like a, not a bar crawl, but like a restaurant crawl. We'll go grab a couple drinks mm -hmm. and have a couple of their, what sounds like really interesting appetizers mm -hmm. and Instead then move of doing on. Like a main. Yeah. And then go to another restaurant and do that, you know, just so you mm -hmm. can kind of see, cause a place like Charleston, you could do that all day long. There's right. little, little stops, you know, they're all within a few blocks of each other. It's great. It's yeah. Great you can do little bites. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Instead of fully committing to like this, ginormous meal i like doing that better anyway i know it right so i'm with you final verdict was charleston was a huge hit we loved it we stayed for four nights yeah it was an easy drive for us so for most of the east coast i'd say it's a it's a really easy drive yeah no heavy traffic none not at all and, and you know, really just like kind of when you when when we were getting off the interstate you just kind of drive right into Charleston. It goes from it's North it. Charleston, which is, you know, kind of typical suburb, industrial type area, and then boom, mm -hmm. you're in historical Charleston. Yeah. Just like that. Really, really easy. Um, but, you know, I'm, I am, for one, I'm glad that we're kind of on that same page with enjoying Charleston and Absolutely. celebrating our anniversary. I think, you know, it's, you know, not just 
being on the same page with that trip, but mm-hmm. we're really on the same page with recognizing the importance of celebrating our anniversary. We've been doing that since day one. Yeah. And I, I'm thankful for that, you know, because sometimes, you know, I'm more interested in something and you're more interested in something, but this is something we committed to right mm-hmm. from the start. And every year is different. Some have been more extravagant as far as the trips and more mm-hmm. costly. Sometimes they're, you know, a little bit, maybe a weekend getaway, but we really try to, to make it a, a concerted effort every time. We never time. skip it. We never know? skip it, absolutely. It may vary in what we actually right. do, but we never skip it. Yeah, I think it's just, it's important to celebrate those milestones in a marriage, you know, and, and other small wins. If you have something mm-hmm. that's a that's a that's a win or something that's memorable celebrate it yeah I'm who with cares you. right like if people give you a hard time that's fine <laughs> this is about us this is us celebrating our marriage and yeah no one's um, giving me a hard time about i know us celebrating i'm just saying like if yeah. if they did mm-hmm. and just be like oh well that's that's not our pride i mean problem. if there is a hard <laughs> eye roll somewhere i don't know about it so i'm grateful for every year we've shared sure. together i mean i think Unfortunately, you know, some couples forget to celebrate their anniversary the way they celebrated their engagement. Right. Um, and I'm not talking about, you know, the having an opportunity. I'm saying that they just, like you mentioned, they're maybe not as intentional. Um, even if they have the opportunity, they have, you know, family nearby to take the kids and stuff, but they don't celebrate it the same way. So a lot of people go into engagement, they have these elaborate weddings and, <laughs> you know, then when they're actually married, married, you know, life begins and it becomes challenging for them to recognize the small wins or celebrate those milestones, especially after those quote unquote honeymoon years. Sure. I mean, (laughs) you know, a lot of, I think I would be, I don't think it's a stretch to say just about everybody celebrates their first anniversary, right? It's a big deal. It's, you know, nowadays um, they celebrate like like the the one month, two month, it's been three and a half months and they celebrate almost like when like you have a baby and it's like, he's, he's, he's 10 months old. Yeah. Like we're our marriage do, is ten months old. Let's we should celebrate, you know, which is great. I love it. No, with babies though, I think that's the thing now that we have like Instagram and stuff, people will take a picture like every month. Yeah, of right, the baby. right. I think more to show the progression of their growth. Yeah, because too. the babies change physically so much. Yeah. yeah. But I, no, I I celebrate that. I just I wanna make sure I'm not making fun of it as much as I'm saying I you know, you are they gonna do that at twenty three months at 34 months like you, right. know, you know when every every uh... well, because it gets more challenging it's easy when you don't have kids and you're one year in right and life is but it's pretty a big deal. simple at that point you may probably you know have, maybe you're renting a place or you have a smaller house but the as things become or the to-do list become longer and you have more people that need from you um, you do have to be intentional you do have to say no we're carving out this time to focus on celebrating our marriage celebrating that year even if it's a good year if it's a good or even if it's a crappy year okay (laughs) but if it's a good year it's easy to do that if it's Mm -hmm. a crappy year you should still celebrate it you should because hello you survived it and i'm not right i'm i feel confident in saying that this year is probably not the best year for everybody or most people most people are uh I mean, I've seen you know, plenty fl- of memes. Would love to flush 2020 down the toilet as quickly yes, as possible. Me included. All right, but you know, I, yeah, I think that you know, just like you said, celebrating every year, not just big numbers like the five or ten or twenty. Yeah. You know, I love the quote that you know, it's not the first day of your marriage that's mm-hmm. important. It's the it's the most important day is the last day of your marriage. Mm-hmm. I know that could sound morbid if you take it, it that it way. It does sound a little dark. But the the point is. You know, way to bring the mood down. You no, the point. No. <laughs> the point of that is like you want to end well. 
Mm-hmm. You want your in- marriage to end well. Right. Hopefully at a, a ripe old age of, you know, 90 plus and you, you know, mm-hmm. And it's and it's Let's you just look round back. It off to 100. There you go at a hundred. But you know you I look get back and smuckers jar at. <laughs> but I think it's important. You know what? I'm trying to be serious here. I'm sorry. And I'm you're trying to like peanut butter. <laughs> no, smuckers is the jelly, the jam. Oh, I, when I hear smuckers, I hear peanut butter. I love peanut butter. Anyways, I know. I'm the I'm the jam to your peanut yes, butter. Yes, you are. Um, but part of that, like if you look back at you know your marriage. Mm-hmm. You're you're not going to think about all your your wedding day that much. You're going to talk. You're want to. You're going to think about all the years. Right. So celebrating each year is part of that path, part of that journey. So I encourage everyone: if you don't, mm-hmm. you know, celebrate every year. Right. Celebrate little wins. Celebrate those things. Um, even if some of the private, if it's a private celebration between the two of you, like honor each other, honor, honor your marriage. Mm-hmm. honor those those wins i think it's it's really really it important is, it is really important and you know what celebrating small wins i mean even outside of marriage but like focused on marriage but celebrating small wins is proven to reignite that motivation so whatever that small win is like for us you know obviously we set certain goals mm-hmm. every year and in between those big goals we have smaller goals to get to an ultimate goal we want to recognize, hey, we were able to like, you know, check this off. We did this. We are working towards that. And it makes you feel like, oh, okay, my effort and my time was worth it. You know, together we're doing this. We're working as a team. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another kind of a, just in another note there in terms of like why you should celebrate those small wins. And I think going away or, you know, little trips like that, mm-hmm. I think one of the kind of, uh, test to know if it was a positive trip mm-hmm. or if it was a good trip is when you come back do you feel closer to that person yeah like we or you're, are you like Ugh, thank god just no. <laughs> i need to go to my corner you need to go into your corner i don't want to talk to you for a little while i've seen uh, you know i've seen so much of you over the last four days i don't want to see you well they say they say you learn a lot about someone when you travel with them yeah Luckily, well we travel well together yeah so i mean we have our moments right but um who doesn't but I think that like this trip in, in particular, because we've been stuck here for so long mm-hmm. and we're because, like, bye. But then when we got back, we were like, wow, that was just, that was amazing. And we felt really, mm-hmm. really close and our we intimacy did. was was even stronger. Mm-hmm. So I think when you go on a trip, mm-hmm. maybe take a lot of where you're at emotionally when you come back, you know? Yeah. Did it bring you closer? Did it kind of, like you said, reignite? Did it motivate you to, you know, want to improve things in your marriage at home? and? Mm-hmm. Excited about planning the next trip, right? We've already started doing that. Yeah, I'm sure you have. It's already you've already got pin boards and whatever. Mm-hmm. When Pinterest stuff going on, no Pinterest, the bane of my existence. You love Pinterest. <laughs> um, Doesn't every husband love Pinterest? I'm sure. I, I'm not gonna lie. I've, when I, as I Google something to you know some sort of project I'm doing at the house, Pinterest always pops up first. It's really yeah. annoying, but um, they're good. They always pop up with ideas. I've, I've copied some pictures from Pinterest, that's for sure. They know what's up. They know what they're doing. <laughs> you know, I, I think another reason that it's really important to celebrate both our anniversary or milestones is, I think it sets a great example for the kids and for yeah. children to see their their parents be intentional about, about celebrating their marriage. Right. I think it sets a good example, even though... You know, sometimes our youngest may be like, where, where are you guys going? You're going away again? Like, yeah, you know, where we are. That makes it's it important. sound like we leave them all the time. 
No, it doesn't. Don't be <laughs> defensive. Away, I'm just saying. I know. Like, I'm just teasing. It's it's the truth. Yeah, we are. We're we're, we're on purpose going going away to spend time with each other because mm-hmm. we like each other. It's not a it's not a negative towards you, little one. It's mm-hmm. no. They both know. Yeah. That we always we celebrate set that our example. Anniversary. Yeah. And I think they they recognize that we see value in spending that time together, but in our marriage. And hopefully that's something that you know they'll carry over when when they meet their future wives. Yeah, we've we've said it very very consistently that like our marriage is is the most important relationship in the home, mm-hmm. and it doesn't you know I know that can be kind of controversial and parent, some people think oh well that you know the kids then think that they are second fiddle or it puts you know some sort of weird burden on the children. No, if. It, I think if you have a healthy marriage and a healthy home, mm-hmm. it it's going to help those children be raised in a in a very competent and kind of secure manner. Right. If they know that mom and dad love each other and they don't have to worry about that. I hate, you know, I'd hate for them to have to, you know, like a lot of people, unfortunately, they, children of divorce, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. I'm, yeah. we, we're not children of divorce, but mm-hmm. you, we know it's, it's difficult. So um, if we can help prevent that, from ever happening and part of that being celebrating and mm-hmm. each year just kind of building our marriage and celebrating that right um we're never going to stop doing that right by basically like you know planting those seeds in our marriage yep inadvertently is also planting the right seeds in the boys to know to do the very same thing when they get married i hope so mm-hmm. absolutely so the other thing i was thinking of um you know it adds it it acts as a reminder of your big picture goals. So I think, you know, when I was talking about like reigniting the motivation with the small wins, um, when we kind of, you know, put together our list of our annual goals, they're big picture things that we want to accomplish, but there's a lot of little things in between. So I think it definitely acts as a reminder of our big picture goals and kind of gets us excited again. I mean, there's a reason why our podcast is called Destination Marriage, you know? (laughs) You don't arrive at your destination on your wedding day that's just where the journey begins. Absolutely. Right? Well, until next time, guys, thanks for listening in. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if so, please continue to listen on Podbean, iTunes, or Spotify. And hit subscribe. Also, visit us at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at destination underscore marriage. And be sure to tune in to our next episode.